0: For over 28 years, I'm a retired educator of the Auburn City School System, and I enjoy helping others to be their best. I did this my whole career, and I can continue to do this at ACE, because that's our number one priority. An Auburn Network production. You are on the line, live on ESPN 106.7.
1: You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Upalika, sports leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as we are almost halfway through the week here on ESPN 1067. This is the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing. Back up, Jacob go with alongside me. As always, is Carter Bird here in the ESPN 1067 studios. Hope you're all doing well on this Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. We are 73 days away from kickoff of Auburn football so we will continue that countdown every single day and it will be here before you know it I promise you that but uh, Carter happy Wednesday man hope all is well with you yeah
2: everything's good I mean excited to be here I mean it's it's uh maybe we're gonna stop getting rain in Auburn
1: it's cloudy. So I don't know. I'm not too too hopeful. I looked at the hourly, and it's supposed to rain at some point this afternoon. And if I was a betting man, uh, I would I would throw a I would sprinkle a little uh, friendly wager, as some of our listeners have told us they like to do uh, on it's going to rain this afternoon. That would just be my my assumption is that it's probably going to rain. Um, I'm tired of it. I'm over it. Yesterday though, last night, dude, did you see? what the sky looked like last night in Auburn for, like, 20 minutes when it was storming like crazy.
2: Yeah, when, I mean, once I got home and got, like, settled, I mean, you've you've seen my, my backyard. Yeah, It's not exactly well de- designed. It all funnels to the middle uh, at the place th- that I live right now. Uh, and I guess the ground had had enough of the water over the past four or five days in that 20 minutes the entire backyard was
1: underwater nice well from my from where i live um, the sky last night for about 20 minutes when it was thunder and lightning wind was going crazy the sun was still like i guess it was still setting And the entire sky had an orange haze over it. You know what the pictures looked like from New York, like a few weeks ago from all the smoke? That's what it looked like in Auburn. I don't know if anybody else saw that or if it was just, uh, I don't know. It looked insane, though. I took a bunch of pictures and videos. Uh, It was really, really crazy. The thunder's going crazy, lightning's going crazy. It's raining like everything. And the sky was a bright orange. And it was just really, really neat to see. It was, I didn't really know what was happening. I just kept, I was just standing in my front door, just Kind of looking outside because I was just in amazement of what was happening. Uh, but it, it has been raining and thunderstorming for what seems to be the last six months. Uh, hopefully, that will eventually go away at some point. But uh, we are going to talk some sports today. Got a lot to cover here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Want to. Of- come back to the official visits conversation we were having with Lance Daw yesterday. Uh, we got sidetracked a little bit, which is totally fine. We had great conversations, but I do want to go through the entire official visit list and get our listeners caught up uh, in case they have forgotten who has been here. Uh, the five stars, four stars, three stars that have been on campus for official visits for Auburn football. Uh, we also I believe that Jack Hutton will be calling in at about 2.15. He wants to talk a little baseball and official visits and recruiting with us well well so we'll talk to him coming up around 2 15.
2: he just can't stay away man
1: i know he can't stay away i'm sure he'll be in i haven't talked to him about friday but i'm sure he'll be in at some point on friday he has been Uh, it seems like so uh, we'll see if he comes in on Friday but he's supposed to be calling in uh, in the next few minutes then want to uh, talk about something Nick Saban brought back up he's really good at doing that sometimes digging up old conversations and making sure you heard his point we're going to talk about what that was just a couple of days ago then we will later on we'll give you a recap of what's happening in Omaha with the College World Series and then it's Wednesday so we will talk to Austin Hannon of Bama Central coming up at 3.30 so that's what's on the schedule for today here from two to four on espn 1067 phone lines are open give us a call we want to hear from you on the phone lines 334-321-1390 that number again 334-321-1390 you could call in chime in on what we're talking about if you have something else you want to talk about give us a call we always enjoy hearing from our wonderful listeners 334-321-1390 and as i mentioned I'd like to start with uh, the official visit list for Auburn. Now that hey, there's the rain, by the way, just just uh, right on point, right on point. So I, I'll take my, uh, I'll take whatever we put down on that friendly wager. By the way,
2: it's just it's <laughs> it's ridiculous that we, it feels I'm like over it. it. Not, <laughs> I'm so over like it. It has not it. rained in like two months, and then it all is in like five days. The only good part about it, better it better not rain this weekend. If it rains this weekend, I'm I'm throwing weather in the trash it
1: better not rain fourth of july weekend because you know you know my family we have a a firework business up in trussville in birmingham and if it rains over fourth of july weekend i'm going to be very upset are you telling me fireworks don't work as well in the rain believe it or not they do struggle to fire in the rain they do struggle to to light a little bit and and they're not extremely useful when it's raining outside so that's good
2: news for some people like jason pierre paul
1: yeah i mean he probably was never taught that and 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 you can understand why and so yep it's it's currently raining it's a mean joke by me it is it is mean (laughs) you're you're not sorry i know i'm not (laughs) (laughs) well look it's raining outside we're inside thankfully but again i do want to talk about uh the official visit list for Auburn because we we really got on the, the Perry Thompson train yesterday and talked about how big that would be when Lance Daw was with us of Locked On Kentucky and Auburn Daily, and we started talking about how that would just be such a big momentum shifter for this, for this class, and it absolutely would, but he's not the only one that's taken an official visit, and we really got on the conversation about how... Everybody that comes to Auburn, whether it be an official visit, unofficial visit, camp, seven on seven, uh, whatever it may be, since Hugh Freeze has gotten here, the same, pretty much the same reaction from every recruit that's been here. They talked about how much fun it was. They talked about how how much of a family atmosphere it was, how important they felt, uh, and just the, the family atmosphere they felt with the guys on the team and the coaches and stuff like that. And I think that's extremely important to, to remind our listeners about is all of the people who have come to visit Auburn have said that. And so I think that's important. But, man, you look at this list. Of all the guys that have taken official visits, they have used up one of their official visits, and they came to Auburn who used up one of their official visits, and... That's that's the the bigger deal now. Right.
2: Is Auburn has, every school has X number of official visits. Here in the past couple months, I know it's been approved that high school kids technically can take as many as they want, so maybe it doesn't have the same... Uh, meaning for each team because it's not necessarily, oh, you're one of this guy's five. You might be Mm -hmm. one of his eight, but it's still a big deal. And we've heard time and time and time again the amount of times that um, people say, well, if Auburn can just get him on campus, well, now with guys not having to worry about the number of official visits they take individually – Auburn can get those guys on on campus and I think that Auburn's a place that will see the fruits of that more often than some other schools.
1: And with that conversation about just getting you know because we talked about that for a while when Hartson was fired and when Hugh Freeze was first hired, the that was the message was okay Just get them on campus. Bring them to Auburn and let them figure it out for themselves. We, We talked about that since the beginning of time when it comes to Auburn University where if you get a recruit on campus, you have a good shot. The worry was, and I believe we had a little bit of this talk yesterday with Lance, the worry was getting kids to come back. It would. The worry was to get kids to come to Auburn because of the of the the sour taste they had in their mouth, or or the bad word that was going around about Auburn because it was not in a good spot. And so the the mindset of just get them on campus. Sure, it meant just get them on campus because they'll fall in love with Auburn. But it also meant just get them on campus because we're struggling to get recruits on campus right now. That's not the case anymore with Hugh Freeze. So I think all. I think you can almost. Get rid of that mindset to an extent. I still agree if you get them to Auburn, there's a good chance you I mean you're gonna be in their top five or whatever because of how special Auburn is and the things that are going on here right now. But the worry of getting recruits on campus, I don't think is a worry for Auburn anymore under Hugh Freeds. I just don't
2: no I mean i I with the effort the staff puts in and we've talked a lot about it, the impact that they make the impression that they make how much time they spend with these guys um how they come across as genuine family oriented uh and that was a big talking point of the visitors this past weekend I feel like it's becoming easier for Auburn to get guys on campus and it's the more buzz that is created the more you're gonna see guys come back to campus more and more and more and that's why I think I think that's why you see some of the social media side of things, like we saw this weekend, where everybody and their brother were tweeting out the the bat signal that generally signifies a commitment. Um, I think that's why you saw a lot of that to generate that buzz. People being like, "Oh, what, what's going on at Auburn mm-hmm. this weekend?" But you know. I think they're continuing to build momentum, and as they build this class out, you have a couple needle mover type of moves, like maybe a Perry Thompson, maybe a Cam Coleman. Joseph Phillips is one of those. Um, If you land a couple more, I don't think it's going to be an issue to get guys on campus at all because talent attracts more talent. That's the way it is.
1: That's the way it always has been. No doubt. I think you're right. I mean, I think that is... It's, a, it's accurate. I mean, if because, and again, this has been a conversation we've had too, is if you get a guy like Perry Thompson or you get a guy like Cam Coleman or even if you get a four-star linebacker or whatever it may be, that starts to, uh, especially if you get somebody you were not expected to get, that turns heads. And I think that's where Albert is trying to get to, especially with this list of official visitors. And I'm going to read through them here quickly before we get to an early break. Three-star offensive lineman Khalil House. Okay, four-star offensive lineman James and Riggs. These are all the guys that have taken official visits in this past window now that it's about to wrap up and the dead period starts on Monday. Four-star offensive lineman Preston Talmua. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Four-star offensive. I, I think that's right. I think that's right. I just want to make sure. Maybe it's
2: Talmua. One of those two? Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Four-star offensive lineman, DeAndre Carter. Four-star inside offensive lineman, Casey Poe. uh, Five-star wide receiver, Perry Thompson. We've talked a lot about him. Four-star defensive back, Jaden Lewis. uh, Four-star tight end, Caleb Odom. Uh, you had four-star uh, defensive lineman L.J. McRae. You had four-star offensive tackle Daniel Calhoun. Five-star wide receiver Cam Coleman. We've talked a lot about him as well. These are all guys that have come on official visits. Uh, you had three-star offensive lineman Cohen Echols. Um, you had four-star DB Kinsley Faustin and four-star corner uh, Jalen Crawford. Four-star running back Daniel Hill. You had five-star linebacker Demarcus Riddick. Five-star again I believe five out of these 20 are all five-stars. Uh, three-star defensive lineman tj lindsey five-star edge Jamonta waller and five-star corner
2: the the downside there is he's now committed to florida correct which for now i don't think auburn is in that fight let's look back at it when uh maybe florida has a tough year
1: mm-hmm. uh five-star corner uh and then three-star linebacker Wyatt Simmons. So those are all the guys that have taken officials in this window for Auburn. Some big five stars, some big four stars, a couple of three stars that I think could really impress as well. It's a very, very, very impressive list for Albert football official visits in this past window. Let's go ahead and take an early break because we expect Jack Hutton, our good friend of ours, to be calling in. He wants to talk some recruiting as well and the upgrades to Plainsman Park. We know how much he loves baseball, so we want to talk to him. It uh, looks like he's buzzing in right now, so we will get to the phone lines when we come back. 334-321-1390.
3: Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over League and Russell Counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time with activities and hot meals provided by the lee russell council of governments there are eight senior centers throughout our area one close to you in auburn opelika beulah bochapoca smith station Hertzboro, phoenix city and fort mitchell if you're lonely or need a break visit a senior center it can be a game changer for people aged 60 and over open monday through friday nine to one having activities a nutritious hot meal exercise information and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days transportation is free from your home and back by lrpt just call ahead to schedule there's so much good happening at senior centers find out how you or a senior you care about can participate or you can volunteer call lee russell council of governments 334-749-5264
4: Information is just a click away. At AOTourism.com, find out what many a publication deem as one of the best places to live, to work, and even raise a family. And yes, even retire right here in Auburn and Opelika. You can explore what the area has to offer with their world-class hotels and restaurants. As for recreation, well, the possibilities are endless. You can even check out available meeting space. Eat, stay, explore, play,
5: meet, and visit AOTourism.com individuals and businesses with tax problems listen carefully if you owe over ten thousand dollars in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns u.s tax shield can help you take back control the irs can seize your bank accounts garnish your paycheck close your business and file criminal charges our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected u.s tax shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today u.s tax Shield is a plus rated with the bbb so call 800-494-6139 u.s tax shield 800-494-6139 Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A plus rated with the BBB, so call 800 494 6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800 494 6139. Did you know that electrical
6: fires cause over 51,000 home fires in the U.S. each year? And in Alabama, electrical issues contribute to 10% of residential fires. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is committed to protecting you and your loved ones from electrical hazards. Our expert electricians will perform a thorough inspection, ensuring your home is up to code and free from potential risks. Call Dixie today and sleep soundly knowing that your home is safe. Remember, electrical safety starts with you. License
0: number 15033. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502.
1: Let's get to the phone lines here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line 334-321-1390. It's Jack Hutton on the phone lines. Hello, Jack. How are you, man? What's happening,
7: guys? How
1: are y'all? Doing good, man. Trying to stay dry over here.
7: Yeah, it's funny because I'm over on the other side of town right now, and uh, we've got nothing but sun and blue sky. So, Well,
1: I'm so I happy figure. for you. I'm just so happy for you. <laughs> it I just figure, follows me, me it Jack.
7: <laughs>
2: it just follows me over the past week, I
7: guess. Has it been just a rain cloud over you, bud? Pretty much,
2: yeah. I mean, oh, it's man. just been nothing but rain and
1: thunderstorms and doom and gloom, you know?
7: Well, hey, I'll try to send some of the Blue Sky your way. Uh,
2: oh, thanks, buddy. Really.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. we could yeah. use that. Well, hey, Blue Skies will be over a new-look Plainsman Park over the next couple of years. I know that's something you wanted to talk about with the thirty million dollar three three-year uh, plan for renovations to Plainsman Park, and man, they're going to look really, really nice.
7: Jake, I think when you were first starting out uh, doing On the Line, I came on one day and, and talked about um, a couple of, of different enhancements to the park that I'd like to see, and Boy, this uh, this ad is delivering on that right now. I mean, John Cohen has come in and essentially put the hammer down um, with with what they're going to have going on. Of course, my favorite um, you get the the Green Monster Terrace, which is I'm I'm going to be up there all the time. Um, can't wait for that coming in the 2025 season. But a lot of other stuff that's uh, that's going on. You're going to have for 2024. So very next. So this very next season, um, the 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 two biggest ones are going to be. The Hall of Fame Club, um, which is going to be down low, and so you're going to extend seating. Which, which looks awesome. Yes, uh, you're going to extend seating not only down um, a little bit lower on the field, and so you you'll be able to see pitches more at eye level, um, kind of like what Kentucky has at, at Proud Park right now, um, and it, it's almost going to look like a softball setting that you've seen, where you have um, you just have a very low backstop back there, and you have people right on the field level. Um, I think Tennessee did something similar or is doing something similar to their park as well. And so that's going to be neat, but you've also got in that same area, um, you're going to have a a club that you can go inside and it's going to be more premium seating. And so you're going to have people going in and out of, um, you know, concessions and indoor things. And so just a really cool uh, uh, facility that they're setting up there. And then the second thing that I don't think is, I don't think there was a rendering on or anything like this, but, the uh, Enhanced Right Center Field Terrace, and so for, I think they were calling it Yetisburg a few years ago uh, when you had the students out there for the regional. But uh, it was, it is, you're turning the bullpen out there, I think the visitor's bullpen, you're going to turn that 180 degrees, so you're perpendicular to the field, and you're going to make that whole Right Center Terrace bigger. And um, what you're also going to do is create a little ramp out there that I think is going to help keep your crowd noise Kind of inside the park rather than escaping, so I'm going to make it a little bit louder and uh, help to get a little more, a couple more bodies in there.
1: Jack, with the with the seats on top of the Green Monster and the real, they're not even seats. It's more like you said the the terrace and that Tiger Terrace being extended. Do you like that they're doing it that way, where it's not physical seats like you see at at, at Fenway Park in Boston, where it's going to be now just a big open space where people can kind of mingle, hang out, uh, and drink and talk and just kind of take in the game as they like to.
7: You know, I think I would have liked to have seen a couple of seats up there, um, just for like a premium seating option. Um, either that or if it wasn't necessarily in high demand, just, you know, a general admission, um, option to where you can see home run balls fly into the seats. I, I think that would be cool. Um, however, I think the biggest thing with this is, is you've got now, um, you've got a viewing section that's unlike anything else in college baseball. Um, it's up on top of a monster, and I know that. I think Vanderbilt has put out some renderings that they're planning on doing something similar. I don't think the date on that has been confirmed as to when they're going to do that. And so, I don't know, maybe you're getting a race to who's the first that's going to put a Fenway wall or a a Fenway seating section up there. Um, But regardless, I think this is something that is going to be really good for the program in terms of being the only stadium in the country to have a feature like this, uh, maybe for a short time. Um, I mean, that's going to draw fans. That's going to draw recruits. You, you're going to get um, a lot of different people coming in that may not have come seen it. Otherwise, essentially, it's the, hey, come see our version of your Fenway seating that you're not going to get just about anywhere else in the country. So, um, really cool idea. I love a couple of the other things that they're doing, like the first place, the first base club down the right field line. Um, you're going to have a lot of stuff going on, and uh, Plains and Parts going to look a little bit different here in a couple of years.
2: Something that I know has been talked about is something over the performance center. I know that's not in the plans right now. Could that be something down the road we see Auburn look to uh, add to Plainsman Park next? Yes. And I think the other, the other
7: op- or I guess the opposite angle to that is if you're over the kind of the performance center down there, um, what you're also taking into account there is you have to get some sort of connecting terrace. That goes from that first base club, which is now going to be down the right field line. Um, you'd like to connect that. And so I think that the biggest thing for that is, you know, how do you connect it on top of the hitting facility or the performance facility, whatever it is down there? Um, so I think that's being talked about. And I think there were rendering for it. I just don't know if there's plans to actually go ahead with it. I think you're talking about the seating the beyond the right field fence, if I'm correct.
2: Yes. Uh, there was, I mean, it was something that was talked about. Uh, I think it was a part of the initial proposals a few years back. and the current plans, it does not appear to be on the list of things that they're going to tackle in the immediate future, but I think that that's a place where that's the next logical step for me when I look at Plainsman Park and areas to to continue to add.
7: Well, I think the other thing is that you're also keeping in some of these traditions that um, have become – well, just become traditions at Plainsman Park. You've got, um, of course, the parking deck. You know, I mean, it was full. I mean, full to the brim with um, people in the regionals. You've also got the the, the section down the left field line um, that's just kind of a patio that you can sit out on. I mean, there's a lot of people on there. You know, us three, were we three were all watching that game um, from down there. And so, you know, I think you're keeping some of the same characteristics that you had before, but also introducing some of these more high-end, new-age things that, Um, are going to be attractive to, once again, fans, recruits, um, and it's going to draw some more attention to Plainsman Park. If hosting two regionals in a row didn't before, uh, this is going to do it even more so. So I think big things are on the horizon for this baseball squad and uh, just really, really happy with what John Cohen has done uh, in his short time as athletic director. Not even a year in, and uh, they're moving ahead with this.
2: Yeah, not not even close to like, a year in yet. I mean, at this point in time, it'll be until, what, late October was when he got hired, if I'm recalling correctly. But uh, this begs the the question, Jack. We've seen recent uh, thing, projects for basketball. We're, we're seeing the plans for baseball. When is something going to happen to Jordan-Hare Stadium?
7: Yeah, and I think that's another question that uh, has become – it's coming on Auburn Fanton's minds more now just because they're seeing some of these new facility upgrades. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that necessarily doing something to Jordan Hare Stadium to enhance the exterior of it um, would be all that difficult. Now, I don't know. Um, I think that you're obviously, you probably have some plans in place to go ahead with that at some point. But, um, you know, I, I don't know necessarily what's holding it up other than just, you know, can we get some of these other sports? Uh, the facilities they need as they grow. Um, But yeah, I mean, like you're talking about, I think with Jordan-Hare, bricking some of the outside, just the exterior, I mean, just that alone, I think really makes a statement to the rest of the SEC that, you know, this is a, we're we're trying to beef up our facilities, this is a nice place. Um, Kind of something that you can bring into recruits and go, hey, look at this new project we've got going on. Um, And from there, you start to kind of build some more success. But yeah, yeah, I, I would like to see that happen. I'm not sure what the actual financials on it would be, but hopefully within the next few years you get plans for that.
1: And Jack, I want to go back to what you said about Plainsman Park, because that's what, that's what my point was. With all of these upgrades, you are making Plainsman Park a place where not just Auburn fans want to go, not just recruits are going to want to go, but outside of auburn college baseball fans will finally i think put Plainsman park back on their list of destination college baseball parks to visit because if it all looks like the pictures that auburn put out which i'm sure it will it's going to look like a a very very good minor league park and, and like it'll be on par with some major league parks as well
8: i agree i think
7: there's a case to be made um, that this puts auburn um, maybe into the to the upper half of facilities in the SEC, and you know i still do think that you got your Arkansas of the world. You got uh, your Mississippi States, your Old Miss. Uh, you know, those teams have incredibly cool ballpark. Um, South Carolina's on that list as well. I actually got to go down to Oxford this year uh, to Old Miss and see that ballpark. And what Auburn's doing down that right field line, very similar to what Old Miss has, you got kind of club seating down that right field line all the way down to the right field pole. Um, so I, I really like the direction they're going in. It's,
6: to me, there's,
7: you're doing some catching up to where teams in front of you have already been. Yeah. But I'm telling you guys, I mean, and I don't know if this will actually work out this way, but I think that Green Monster Terrace, the seating in just different parts where any other college baseball team has it, um, boy, I, I just think that's going to be a destin- It's to. You're right, Jake, it's going to make it a destination for college
1: baseball. Jack, are you able to hang on and talk a little recruiting or you got to get back to work? Um,
7: I can probably stay for a couple minutes. On okay. Day.
1: Well, I know you wanted to talk about that as well. So hang on sure. with me. We'll talk with you uh, with some recruiting when we come back. Then he'll dip out. Then I want to get into a conversation uh, that Nick Saban brought up. So all that coming up here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line.
9: This is The Edge Daily with Kevin Flanagan. Presented by The Orthopedic Clinic, with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you. Proverbs 31.1 says, the words of King Lemuel, the oracle which his mother taught him. Hi, I'm Kevin Flanagan with The Edge Daily. In a former life, I worked with high school and junior high ministry for over 40 years. In that time, I watched very different generations pass through. I watched different teaching strategies, access to technologies, education, philosophies, and all levels of socioeconomic population impact the learning and character of kids. In all that time, there's been a single factor that has impacted kids' learning and, more importantly, character and behavior more than anything else. Parents. That's right. Even in Solomon's day, what King Lemuel was taught by his mother made it into God's eternal word. Mary, mother of the second person of the Trinity, might have spoken the seven most important words in the Bible for believers. His mother said to the servant, whatever he says to you, do it. Today, honor your parents. And if you have children, parent them well. The world will desperately need you to Second Timothy 3 14 and 15 tells us but as for you continue on what you've learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ don't miss any of the edge daily devotional challenges go download the free the edge daily app at your devices app store today and take a look at how the edge can partner with your company
0: ESPN 106.7 is Auburn Opelika's home for live sports. What's going on, guys? This is Jacob Goins from On the
1: Line on ESPN 1067. Here is your weekly live events minute for the Auburn Opelika sports leader, ESPN 1067. As the NBA season comes to a close, it's time for the 2023 NBA Draft. Tune in at 6 p.m. on Thursday night, right here on ESPN 1067, to hear who goes number one overall, plus hear all of the top prospects and where they end up. Coverage starts at 6 p.m., and the draft begins at 7 p.m. on Thursday. This weekend, tune in as two of the last three World Series champions face off in Los Angeles as the Dodgers host the Houston Astros. Coverage on Saturday begins at 5.30 p.m. Then tune in again on Sunday for Sunday Night Baseball between the Astros and the Dodgers beginning at 5 o'clock. All that coming up this week on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports
0: Leader. You are on the line. With Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader.
1: 30 minutes into hour number one here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. We're joined by Jack Hutton on the phone lines, able to uh, stay with us, talk a little Auburn recruiting. I know uh, you haven't been able to join us in the studio, and so we got you on the phone lines. We appreciate you uh, talking to your bosses, getting some meetings canceled and being able to hang out with us. So uh, what's on your mind about football recruiting, man? Oh, I guess we lost Jack then. We I guess he. Jack. I guess we lost him. Either he hung up or uh, we lost him, so maybe he'll give us a call back in just a few minutes of apologies. not didn't, he didn't get fired. Yeah, he may have gotten <laughs> fired. Could be. It, it, well, if, if that is the case, we appreciate his services. And if he did, hop in the car and he can come and uh, hang out with us in the studio. Well, until then, uh, we can... Start. i guess we could start talking about the uh, the topic we had in mind uh we try to try to uh, call an audible and then it didn't work so now we're going back to the original game plan that happens a lot it does yeah it does it's fine though hey that's that's why that's why like that that day i kept trying to throw it to jack and jack was <laughs> just never there it happens don't worry it happens so hopefully jack will call us back because uh, i know he was he was wanting to talk some recruiting notes that like we were talking about uh to start this hour but Like I said, we'll we'll just roll right on uh, with what was on the schedule. Uh, We know with the college football playoff that... Last year, there was, just like there is every year, there was controversy, right? There was controversy about who was in, who was out, and one of the biggest names in college football uh, did not get into the college football playoff. And his team, he felt he deserved that they should have gotten in because they were one of the best four teams in college football. And with that, uh, Nick Saban obviously had his his gripes about the college football playoff he had his gripes about the selection process he had his gripes about who gets in and who gets out and are we really trying to get the best teams in and he brought that conversation back up the other day and I'm sure we will get to it was that Jack calling back in okay let's get back Hold that thought. Put a pin in that conversation. We'll come back to that probably. I have we we'll probably start the hour with that. So let's get back to the fault lines. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Jack, are you there this time?
7: Yeah, I'm finally here. Um, interestingly enough, apparently, uh, when you sit in a when you, when you're sitting in a car coming back from lunch and uh, you, it gets too hot, uh, your phone goes into temperature mode so i uh, had to cool it down <laughs> oh,
10: oh my wow.
7: yeah okay I, so how I, about that story for a, for a wednesday yeah i played
2: <laughs> golf like a month ago and left my phone in my car on accident and when i came back it took like an hour for that thing to get yeah. back online yeah well for-
7: fortunately was able to take it out the case and kind of wave it around a little bit and do, do the cool off so I, I think we are good now. I have
2: a mental image of Jack just like in the parking lot, running, just waving around. his phone around in circles <laughs>
1: like it's a magic wand. Well, hey man, whatever it takes to to get Jack on the program. Well, man, you had mentioned you wanted to talk about uh, Auburn football recruiting, and so what is what's on your mind when it comes to football recruiting? We've been talking the official visit list now that the dead period's coming up on Monday.
7: Yeah, yeah, I was going to try to talk about that. Um, I think the biggest thing that you're seeing right now is it, it's almost like you've got a lot of these guys who are sitting on the edge of of pulling the trigger and making this commitment. And, you know, I know that it's going to still take some time to, you know, get these guys wrangled in. But, I mean, you got you, Cam Coleman's of the world, Perry Thompson. Uh, Casey Poe is another one that I was really intrigued on was, was here most recently. Um, a lot of these defensive line guys who are coming in, I mean, uh, you know, I think you're probably going to pick up commitments here soon from – Maybe a Khalil House, who's, a, who's an offensive lineman, but also, uh, Malik Blockton, I think is, is being projected. So a lot of names that have been coming in over the, the previous few weeks. And I think Auburn is right on the verge of getting some of these guys. But man, I got to tell you, I am, I am chomping at the bit for Auburn to continue getting some of these guys, um, who are more blue chip style recruits. Like, you know, you get Joseph Phillips last week, who was such a big get. Um, and you yes. really want to? You're really hoping that that momentum continues uh, with getting some of these guys. I do think that for some of these five star guys, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, um, it's going to come down to the end. Uh, you, you're, you're probably not going to have a final final decision until signing day, and even maybe in the years to come after that, um, as we've seen with a lot of big time recruits, you know. But um, I, I really think that a lot of Auburn fans are kind of chomping at the bit for. For this to work out in a couple big-time commitments here soon, I think you're going to get it. You just, once again, we have to continue to be patient.
1: right and we've obviously even when you've been in the studio or just in general we the message from us and it seems like from pretty much anybody that covers Auburn um, the message has been be patient right wait on the dominoes to fall wait on the snowball to form and start rolling down the hill and you were Auburn was stuck on that number five right they were stuck on that five recruitments and then or commitments I should say and then they picked up three in a week's time span and so I think with, with the future as well yes patience is the, is everything, but once they, I think once you get one or two big ones for twenty twenty four, then you're really going to start seeing them all come in at the same time.
7: Yeah, I could see that happening, and I think the question is what's the first domino that's going to fall. You know, the Joe Phillips happens last week, and yeah, you know that that's probably something that helped you out a good bit. But I'm sure there are a lot of Auburn fans that were um, hoping for commitments to just drop left and right after that. Um, unfortunately, that's not the way recruiting works. Uh, but I do think that it works out in Auburn's favor in the end. Uh, you know, it's it's a big class because it, it's really the first. Um, it's it's really the first class that this staff is going to have more than just you know a couple of months to mm-hmm. get everything ready and get everything prepared. We saw what they did last class with just such a short amount of time, um, and so you know you'd think that this is that this is going to be a little bit easier for them. And then I think twenty twenty five, you start seeing. Um, since that's the first time where you get a real full recruitment cycle of these kids, um, I think you can see Auburn really pop off in that class. But I do think it starts with getting some of these more elite prospects uh, this time around. And we saw Hugh Freeze close it out once again with Joe Phillips last week. You just you got to continue to be to have that closer mindset um, if you're recruiting. And you know, I I think Auburn's on the verge of it. But once again, I think like a lot of Auburn fans, I'm I'm chomping at the bit to get these guys committed to get something public out.
2: So, I mean, you you mentioned the dominoes fall, and you would have thought Joseph Phillips would have kicked off more. I mean, Auburn had three commitments last week. You saw a little bit of those dominoes fall. But could you see maybe uh, some some strategy here where Auburn is deciding, hey, yeah, we could have continued that little bit of slow drip momentum, but what if we uh, pulled a Florida – and had a week in July or two where you had five, six, seven, eight guys commit. I mean, you had Florida last week or this over the past seven days has had, I believe, eight commits. Uh, so, would that make you feel better if you saw a bunch of dominoes fall in a row in July?
7: Oh, I definitely think that that's the strategy behind what you're seeing because. You know, there were people that were talking about. I mean, these bat signals that we saw on Twitter and, and just social media in general last week. Um, it was essentially, "Hey, we we're brought in three commitments that you don't know about." We saw the the three eyes. Um, we saw Trevon Reed do the the man, man, man tweet, which uh, was kind of signifying that there may have been three things that had dropped. And so, um, you know, there's there's certain things that I think you can kind of read between the lines on um, for Auburn though. You know, if you were to save those until maybe the last week of July or something, maybe you even save them until August right before the season starts. And not only do you have momentum in recruiting, but it's just overall momentum with your program going into the first season. Um, you know, that that's the time where you can really start to see some things rolling. And, you know, maybe you get off to a 3-0, and 4-0 start. Um, and, you know, then you've got recruits calling you want to come in. Um, so you know yeah I definitely think that that could be a strategy that, that this staff is uh, the staff's utilizing it's just um you know when when does that happen I guess is the best is the best question you can ask for when at what point in July at what point here in the next few weeks does that happen
1: if you're looking for a if you're looking for a date I mean I think it's got to be big cat weekend right late July I think big cat Weekend's got to be the the target for all of this we know how big it, the potential of Big Cat Weekend could be under Hugh Freeze this year. I mean, we saw all these different camps and things where double the amount of kids show up that were supposed to. I mean, I think if you're looking for a date, if you're an Auburn fan, when it comes to recruits and the and more of these, you know, quote, dominoes to fall. I wonder if you
2: get momentum building to Big Cat. Very if well you could. get a bunch of dominoes falling right before it mm-hmm. to then have all this momentum going into that weekend.
7: What do we think? I guess is the the maximum number of commits that you could get in a week, maybe leading up to Big Cat, and then mm. following through that week. I mean, do you think that eight would be off the table if you can no. pull? You know, I think you could hit. Six?
1: I think you could hit double digits if everything goes well. Uh, You'd mean, be I'd, pushing it. It'd be pushing it. Double digits feels like a lot. It I is. Think, it's a lot. Think, no doubt.
2: I think between the twenty four and twenty five class, eight is absolutely on the uh, table.
1: I definitely think
7: so too. I think that if you're leading, if you're talking about leading up to Big Cat, maybe that week or maybe those two weeks leading up to it, you get you know five or six guys over the course of that week. You really build this momentum, kind of like that Florida model, and then you bring in two or three during Big Cat. All of a sudden, you've what doubled the size of your recruiting class.
10: Mm-hmm.
7: I mean, that's that. Yeah, so definitely, and you've kind of talked me into it here, Carter. But I can definitely see something like that happening.
1: And it's it's crazy because Florida has done it so quietly. Like nobody's really talking about Florida, the fact that they've brought in some some big well, time recruits. You should be
2: now because they're number three in the recruiting rankings as it stands today. Now, that's take that with a grain of salt because I'm going to continue to to stand, plant my flag on this hill. They're going to go five and seven, and if they hire, if they fire Napier, what does that class look, look like in December? Who knows yeah
7: yeah and then what does the I think my other question about that is what does your portal class start to look like at the Auburn because we know that Hugh Freeze and the staff have talked about in the coming years it's going to be important to almost maybe uh, close to like half of your class coming in through portal additions just because you can get them on campus and they, they stick for long well not longer but you know they're they're going to be ready to play as opposed to a high school freshman. You got to come in, develop, and then keep on campus. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, I, I do think that we could see a little more of that happen. What does Florida's quarter class look like?
1: Yeah, and and I think with if everything goes right in twenty four. You could really start to look at 25 as a massive recruiting year for Auburn football in the high school ranks, and then maybe you don't have to use the transfer portal as hard if you're Hugh Freeze and company, and then you can use the portal what it's meant to be used for. You just kind of pick and choose to to fill out your roster where you maybe need a little bit of help.
7: Yeah, great point. Great point. SEC talent. It tends to be all over the place, um, and you know I really wonder, and I know we're kind of uh, shooting at a whole bunch of different branches here, but... I mean, I really wonder, you know, does the production of some of these guys that maybe are coming in from smaller schools, does that help kind of shift where Auburn focuses on some of these portal talent? You know, do they think that maybe they can go out and find some gems at, you know, North Texas is where they brought in a couple of guys. Jackson State, you bring in Shane Hooks. I mean, all over the place you've got guys that will come in that, you know, maybe does that kind of shift Auburn's focus away from, we don't necessarily have to go get these huge named players but we're great at finding gems. Let's go do that and you know kind of make it easier on ourselves.
2: When you look at this class, where do you want it to fall in the team rankings for 2024? Do you want it to be top 10? I mean, is top 5 just outlandish? Is that 8 to 12 range, top 15 where where would you be satisfied with Hugh Freeze's first full class?
7: You know they're at thirty thirty four ish right now among a lot of different sites um, kind of in that um, I think on three's I got them
2: way higher than that to be honest with you.
7: Do they really yeah, and I was looking at two four seven the other day um, but yeah, so I think that if you're going off of those numbers, so let's say maybe around like a fifteen in
2: in on three
7: okay. So averaging out things, let's say you know, you're know you around 20 to 25 right now, um, just kind of as a, as a general average among everything. If you can get up now, I mean, you know, you land some of these five stars, that's obviously going to punch you up big time. Um, you've got a bunch of other elite prospects, I think, committed right now that, that may go up. I've told you um, that I think Joseph Phillips can become um, or at least start knocking on the door of, of five-star stats. And I think Bryce Kane
2: will be a four-star when it's all said and done. Yeah.
7: Yeah, and I think you could say the same for Martavius Collins. Um, you know, he's a he's a highly ranked three-star right now, would have to have a really good year, but some of those guys start putting up good production, and then you're adding stars to your class. I really think that for me to be pretty satisfied with this class, um, you know, I, I don't – anything outside of the top 12, I don't know if it's a disappointment, but um, it's going to be something less than I may have expected. I really think Auburn can get a top 12. You know – if everything falls your way your top five, is definitely going to be possible. Um, but you'd have to think some of these, like maybe a K.J. Bolden um, from Georgia who looks like a pretty heavy Georgia lean right now. Um, you know, you'd have to probably start getting back in on some of these guys, Camarian Franklin from uh, Lake Cormorant, Mississippi. Um, you know, you'd have to probably start pulling some of these guys that you don't think you're going to get right now. Again, don't think it's necessarily impossible but um, I would say probably anywhere from the eight to twelve range uh, is is something that Auburn should expect, and anything above or below that will dictate, you know, how you feel on it.
2: If you, if um, I guess my last question here is, if you end up being fifteen and you land a top ten portal class, is that are you happy with that?
7: Yes, yeah, I think I think you definitely take that. Um, I think you would take that right away, just because once again. The portal additions are going to matter a lot more, um, in terms of the, the short term. And right now you got to think short term because you've got a new staff. So if you can come in and if you can turn things around really quickly, that high school recruiting starts opening up mm-hmm. a lot more. So, um, yeah, these, these first couple of years, you definitely want to make strides in high school recruiting like that. Um, but you're right. The, the portal class is going to point a lot more towards immediate success. And I think that's probably where you find it.
1: We got to get to our final break, Jack. We appreciate you calling in, man.
10: All right, guys, I appreciate it. Yep,
1: have appreciate a good one, you, Jack. Yeah. That is Jack Hutton, good friend of ours, calling in. Wanted to talk a little baseball and football recruiting. Uh, so uh, some great content there from him. We appreciate him calling in. We'll get to our final break. Come back, wrap it up here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line in hour number one.
11: Long drives with the windows down, family road trips where memories are made. At Pig Enterprises, we know how important those sweet summertime moments are, and we want to provide the vehicle that turns these moments into memories. With over 100 vehicles to choose from and the easiest, quickest buying experience you've had, the only hard part will be deciding where to take off to next. Shop in person or online while soaking in the sun at piggent.com. Pig Enterprises, your no sweat, no stress, number one dealership in the state. Come to Pig Enterprises and Get a squeal of a deal.
0: Paid Doctor, quote based on healthy, non smoking 30 year old female with a 20 year term policy, rates may vary. Welcome to Ethos, a new kind of insurance company that believes life insurance should be hassle free, affordable, and accessible for
3: everyone. For around $27 a month, I got $100,000 in term life insurance without a medical exam. All I had to do was answer a few health questions, and boom, family protected. Ethos is 100% online. I got a quote in seconds, applied in minutes, and got coverage in hours. No medical exams, no blood tests, no hassle. Look, nobody wants to plan for the unthinkable, but it would be so much worse to not plan at all. It's easy, fast, risk-free, and it's one of the best things I could have done for my family's future. Don't put it off.
0: Ethos, the 100% online, hassle free way to get affordable life insurance. Don't wait. Get your free estimate today at ethoslife.com. That's E T H O S Life.com. This is Zach
4: Osterbrook with alsterbrook Law Group. Specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury, alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach, 737-3718. Big City Experience, Small Town Values, Brook Law Group.
3: No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over League and Russell Counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time. With activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments, there are eight senior centers throughout our area. One close to you in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Bochapoca, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell. If you're lonely or need a break, visit a senior center. It can be a game changer for people aged 60 and over. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 1. Having activities, a nutritious hot meal, exercise, information, and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days. Transportation is free from your home and back by LRPT. Just call ahead to schedule. There's so much good happening at senior centers. Find out how you or a senior you care about can participate, or you can volunteer. Call Lee Russell Council of Governments, 334-749-5264.
0: You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app.
1: All right, wrapping up hour number one here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. We appreciate Jack Cudden calling in, talking some Auburn baseball with the Plainsman Park upgrades being approved yesterday, and then some Auburn football recruiting. He wanted to uh, he wanted to give his two cents, and we appreciate him doing that. We'd love for you to give your two cents or three cents or four, if you'd like to 1390 on the phone lines about anything we've talked about, anything you'd like to talk about. I got a couple of minutes here in hour number one coming up to start our number two we're going to talk about the topic that I proposed right before Jack called back in uh, when uh, Nick Saban brought up the college football playoff from last year talk about his comments talk about uh, whether we agree disagree and then the playoff itself and the format where we are and where it's going so that'll be coming up at the top of the hour at three o'clock but got a couple of minutes before uh, we get to break and wanted to talk about uh, the Braves a little bit because we haven't talked about them uh, as much recently uh, we I believe we have Lindsey Crosby coming in studio tomorrow so we'll definitely talk about the Braves with him when he is in studio tomorrow but uh, hopefully we're talking about it Eight game win. I was about to say. Hopefully, we're talking about a nice win streak because the Braves have been rolling. You swept the Mets uh, back in the beginning of June. Then you uh, you took two of three against the the Nationals. Then you uh, took some against the Tigers. You took two out of three against them. One of them was postponed. And then you've been on a roll ever since. And you've been uh, you took care of the Rockies. You win the first game against the Phillies. So the Braves are the Braves are playing well, and of course they are. Still one of the best teams in baseball.
2: Yeah, you want to you wanna hear something that also makes it a little extra special for uh, Braves fans out there that maybe don't like the Mets all that much? The Mets started this year 14-7. and Since April 22nd, and they're currently losing 6-4 to to the Astros right now in the fourth inning. Nice. Since April 22nd. The Mets have the third worst record in baseball. In baseball? Twenty and thirty one. Wow. How about that? The only teams worse, the Kansas City Royals at sixteen and thirty seven. And the Oakland A's, who are who were fifteen and thirty nine, which keep in mind, Oakland also had like a seven game winning streak in the middle yeah, of the run. Yeah, they did. For no for no
1: reason. If you take that out, that's like they were eight and forty almost. <laughs> it's so bad. What a group for the Mets to be a part of. There if you if you look at the
2: salary of those teams, the A's total team salary, 61 million point eight, sixty-one point eight million dollars. Royals 96 point almost four million dollars. The Mets 348 point one six million dollars. That's ridiculous. So you could take the A's and the Royals combine them, multiply it by two, and you're still not at the Mets payroll. And they have the third worst record in baseball since April
1: 22nd. Yikes. Well, what's also exciting for the Braves, or I guess it's exciting, but it's also maybe nerve wracking for the Braves after this Philly series. You know who you play? The Cincinnati Reds, who are on an 11-game winning streak, by the way. Just so you know, that's what the Braves have coming up as they are in the middle of the series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Stay tuned. Hour number two coming up. We're going to talk college football playoff uh, here, and uh, we'll talk about Nick Saban's comments and what he had to say.
5: individuals and businesses with tax problems listen carefully if you owe over ten thousand dollars in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns u.s tax shield can help you take back control the irs can seize your bank accounts garnish your paycheck close your business and file criminal charges our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected u.s tax shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today u.s tax Shield is a plus rated with the bbb so call 800-494-6139 u.s tax shield 800-494-6139 individuals and businesses with tax problems listen carefully if you owe over ten thousand dollars in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns u.s tax shield can help you take back control the irs can seize your bank accounts garnish your paycheck close your business and file criminal charges our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected u.s tax shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today u.s tax shield is a plus rated with the bbb so call 800-494-6139 u.s tax shield 800-494-6139 you
11: <laughs> Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here at First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, the College World Series is upon us, and as always, it never fails to deliver. That's why they call it the greatest show on dirt. The other night, there was a game between Oral Roberts University, who nobody expected to be there, and the University of Florida, who a lot of people expect to win the whole thing. Well, one of the craziest things I've ever seen took place when a pitcher, one of the great pitchers of the league, actually had to be removed from the game because his coach, his manager, made one too many Visits to the mouth. That's right. The number two ranked team in the nation, the coach, lost count of the rules and is actually detrimental to his team. It's a fresh reminder to each and every one of us. No matter how talented we are, no matter how gifted we are, if we don't abide by the quote rules, it can get us in trouble. God has given us the quote rules in his word. No matter how talented or gifted we are, may we always be those who fall in their adherence to his word. Y'all have a great day.
0: ESPN 1067 is Auburn Opelika's home for live sports. What's going on, guys? This is Jacob Goins from On the Line
1: on ESPN 106.7. Here is your weekly live event minute for the Auburn Opelika sports leader, ESPN 106.7. As the NBA season comes to a close, it's time for the 2023 NBA draft. Tune in at 6 p.m. on Thursday night right here on ESPN 106.7 to hear who goes number one overall. Plus, hear all of the top prospects and where they end up. Coverage starts at 6 p.m. and the draft begins at 7 p.m. on Thursday. This weekend, tune in as two of the last three World Series champions face off in Los Angeles as the Dodgers host the Houston Astros. Coverage on Saturday begins at 5.30 p.m. Then tune in again on Sunday for Sunday Night Baseball between the Astros and the Dodgers beginning at 5 o'clock. All that coming up this week on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports
0: Leader. ESPN 106.7 wgzzhd HD3 Waverly and W294AR Auburn Opelika. following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line live on ESPN 1067.
1: You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as we get underway in our number two here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. He's Carter Bird. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7 as we get underway. In our number two, if you missed any of our number one, uh, lots of good talk. We were talking Auburn football recruiting, going through the official visit list in this uh, last recruiting period, uh, talked about what to expect now that the dead period's rolling around on Monday. Uh, we also had Jack Cudden call in, who talked some Auburn baseball and football recruiting as well. And so if you missed any of that from our number one, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast. You can find it one of two ways ESPNAU.com or the ESPN 106. Uh, app you can find it there as well or just search on the line at wherever you get your podcast it'll be uploaded commercial free right after the show today again just search on the line wherever you get your podcast uh, coming up here in hour number two want to start talking about uh the topic that i proposed in the first hour before jack called in um, nick saban at it again talking about the college football playoff and since alabama didn't get in He doesn't agree with it, and that's where I want to start here in our number two. Uh, If you have thoughts on this, if you've seen this, heard about this, uh, we want to hear from you, our wonderful listeners. 334-321-1390 on the phone lines. That number again, 334-321-1390. Carter, stop me if you've heard this before. Nick Saban talking about the college football playoff and disappointed that Alabama did not get in because he considered them one of the four best teams last year he may not be wrong. I mean,
2: he he really may not be wrong, but that's not how this works. Like in this world that Nick Saban is creating, why would we play games ever? Ever? Because Vegas knows who's who's the best. We we know he literally cited Vegas odds in this interview with Joel mm-hmm. Klatt. He said, "Whoa, well, I was told that we'd be favorites against three of the four teams in the playoff this past year." And so I'm wondering, well, why aren't we on, We in the playoff? Well, okay, why do we play games? Why do we play games ever? Because if that's the case, what are we doing? Like, like if, if if you just want to put the best teams on paper, the best teams in betting lines in the playoff, okay, let's put Georgia, let's put Alabama, let's put LSU, let's put half the SEC in this 12-team playoff coming up, let's put, I mean, we we are legitimately talking about a world where Alabama, Georgia, LSU, uh, Juan of Texas and Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Auburn when, when Auburn gets up and running, maybe more, would be in the playoff.
1: And it's just like, you have to play the games on the field, and the results have to matter in exactly. some capacity. Exactly. That's exactly it. The results have to matter. And yes, you play in the SEC, whether you're Alabama, Auburn, LSU, whatever it may be, you play in the SEC, which means you play the best teams week in and week out. And when Nick Saban joined Fox Sports and Joel Clatt, this is the quote that really wanted me to talk about this. It, it, it piggybacks off of what you just said, Carter. He said, quote, so all we do is take the teams that win the most games at the end of the year, put them in the playoffs, but do you really get the best teams when they told me that we would be favorite against three out of the four teams, which is what you mentioned, that got in the playoff? I'm like, why aren't we in the playoffs? Well, you can't just say you're the best team if you don't win the big games. And here's what I respond to that with. Win your games. If you want to be in the playoff, just win. And... I know it's different with this four-team playoff versus what we're going to see in the 12-team playoff where if Alabama continues to be what Alabama is, they'll be in every year. They will. They'll be in every year if they don't fall off. But in the four-team format that we've been in, you have to win your games. You can pretty much afford one loss. If you're a Power 5 school, you can afford one loss. right? We we saw Auburn as a two-loss team have a chance to get there. It didn't happen. You can pretty much afford one loss. But if you're Alabama, where you could have been 8-4 and four last year if a couple plays don't go your way, no. You shouldn't have been in the playoff. And I don't know why this is coming up again. I know the question was asked to him, but he, did, he didn't shy away from, from talking about him bashing the college football playoff once again.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- this is... You can't lose twice. You you can't lose twice. You can't not Fair win Fair or not, you can't lose. You can't lose twice. You can't not, loo- or, uh, not win your division. If you're not going to win your division and you want to go to the playoff, you can only lose once. That standard has been set. It's been set by Alabama. It's been set by Ohio State. We've seen it. You can't lose twice and not win your division. If you want a chance to make the playoff with two losses, 2017 Auburn it, have two losses, but actually go win your title game like Auburn did not. And that opened the door for that one-loss Alabama team to get in. But the games have to matter. Like, the, the, the we come back to this it's it comes across so whiny when you are like, well, why aren't we in if we would be favored?
1: So what? Yeah, and here's the thing, too. He, he had this quote. He said, but if you're going to have parity – You have to have a better way of figuring out who has the best teams, not just because you lose two games on the last play of the game, talking about Tennessee, LSU. I don't care how you lost the game. You lost. You lost the game. You lost the kick six. You lost the Iron Bowl off of a kick return. You still lost. Guess what? You lost the game. And so I get the fact that, that he's upset that they didn't get in because, yeah, they lost two games by a combined four points. That's tough. Believe me. And I get it. I understand the frustration, but it's like, you still didn't win. That's the biggest thing for me. He keeps coming back to losing games on the last play of the game. Be better. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. So, what makes
2: sports great for so many reasons is the Cinderella story. Is the underdog pulling off upsets. Being able to make that run when you're not expected to To a championship game like TCU. Like, heck, this past basketball tournament. Can you imagine how not fun the NCAA tournament would be if we just said, yeah, you know, like, the favorite team, the Vegas favorites, they they get to just, like, automatically win their first...
1: We wouldn't have Fairly Dickinson doing what they did to Purdue. Or if you just take the four one seeds, like, well, we're all playing for the final four. Let's just take the one seeds and that's it. Oh, you got a twelve seed, but we're not actually going to play. We're just going to take the one seeds and send them to the final four, and we'll it's crown wrong. a national. Champion.
2: Settle it on the field, play it out. I mean, this is it is dumb to complain about not making the playoff when legitimately. That Alabama team did not deserve to play for a college football playoff. If Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, they lose. They almost lost to A and M. Uh, they always find ways to play tough games against Arkansas. But I mean, I mean, heck, dude, that Alabama team as close as that Alabama
1: team was to being undefeated, that they were just as close to being eight four. Exactly, exactly. And 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 I want to make the statement too that. If Auburn ever gets in a situation like this where they are left out, will we be upset? Absolutely. But if they had opportunities to win the game and they didn't, then I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to say tough. Because, look, I feel for Nick Saban in Alabama because he truly believes they were one of the four best teams in the country, and I think he has an argument for that.
2: There but- were some, some Tuberville years that you had moments where overtime games, late game Wild things happen. I mean, a couple of them against LSU that pop into my head where Mm -hmm. they go the other way. That Auburn team is in the conversation at the end of the year for potentially an
1: SEC championship and a national championship. Right. But you didn't win the game. You didn't win. And and, and, and your statement's 100% right. Wins and losses have to matter they have to matter because that's what it takes you win a national championship you don't lose a national championship you don't give you're not given a national championship to be crowned the champion you have to win and that's what Alabama didn't do enough last year and we are ta- we aren't talking about a situation
2: where it was necessarily a fluke like LSU and Tennessee went toe to toe it was a great game both ways, but there was no fluke to it. There was no glaring, radical missed call by the refs that made it where those teams could beat them. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff happens, you know? And if, if, if there was some egregious refereeing mistake that caused Alabama to lose, maybe I'd be a little more willing to listen to your argument. But when you go toe-to-toe with these teams, and you just lose. And I look, I know it comes down to the final play. But whenever you're growing up playing, what you're always told is, hey, these games can come down to five, six plays that will happen. You don't know when they're going to happen. They're going to happen somewhere throughout the game. It just so happened that the defining one was the last one in both of those games. Cry me a river about, well, we should have been in the playoff. I you shouldn't have. And you're not going to be in the playoff this year. And you're probably not going to be in the playoff in 24. Which is why I think Nick Saban, I think we've seen Nick Saban's last, well, 24, I think they will make the playoff because 12 team. But I think we've seen Nick Saban's last national championship. If, I, if, if you're going to ask me right now, is Nick Saban going to win another one? I would say I'm competent in saying no,
1: which is fair, and I, I, that's a that's a, a whole separate conversation when you talk about, and we've been talking about it a little bit this week about Alabama, Nick Saban, how it how it impacts Auburn and what Auburn wants to do over the next five to ten years. But I think with with this playoff conversation and the fact that it look media keeps bringing it up to Nick Saban because he keeps pouncing on it, like. Here's the rule. If you want it to go away, just quit Just quit responding to it. But he doesn't want it to go away, and that's the big thing. And and look, it's a guy fighting for his team and his program. Respect to him, right? Respect to Nick Saban for fighting for Alabama, fighting for his team and his program. I get it. He's just wrong. <laughs> like, he's just wrong in this instance. And when it comes to what the 12-team playoff will look like, I don't think he will be making as much noise because, like I said, if Alabama doesn't drop off significantly over the next four to five years, if Saban is still the head coach, Alabama will more than likely be in the playoff every single year because if they're a two-loss team, they're going to get in. Like It's just what's going to happen based off of their resume, based off of TV, based off of everything that it comes brand. into... Name brand. Exactly. Alabama will be in a 12-team playoff, and I don't think his argument... Will exist anymore because he won't have to be upset about Until it.
2: Until the the in the post Saban era that Alabama declines, which will inevitably happen in some fashion, they will not nobody sustains this level of success that Alabama has had for decades and decades. Like you can about max it out at 15, 20 years, I guess, if you've got the same coach. But when you're moving from coach to coach to coach, eventually a, dro- a bad hire is made. Eventually, a bad hire is made. Eventually, uh, there is some drop off. I mean, you, you want to talk about an example of this? Boise State. Chris Peterson, and I'm drawing a blank on the coach before him, they built Boise State up into the dominant G5 team in college football. Well, then Brian Harson takes over, and he's good but it's it starts to slowly decline and then he leaves and then it declines a little more and they might be on their way back up. It appears that they will be. But I think that says a lot more about their conference and less about the state of that program. That program I don't think we will ever get back to the the
1: heights of the Chris Peterson era. I I just that is my opinion of it. Which is again, I I it's <laughs> a fair argument and when you look at that as a whole, I, I, can't, I can't argue that. I will say, Trey Wallace, good buddy of ours, friend of the program from OutKick, wrote an article about Saban's interview with Fox. Here's what his final line of the story says. Go check out the article at OutKick.com. Fantastic. He said, this is from Trey Wallace. He said, if you think Nick Saban is complaining about how the Wow 2020, well, the 2022 season ended for Alabama, he says, think again. This is the godfather of college football making sure the same outcome doesn't happen in 2023 if Alabama is on the brink again. And their argument stands kind of, but TCU, TCU got destroyed in the championship game. They won in the semifinals, and both semifinal games were fantastic. So yeah. I don't think Alabama. Look, Alabama would have struggled with Michigan. They would have struggled with Ohio State. They would have struggled with Georgia. I think they would have done similar things to TCU, but Alabama would have struggled in the college football playoff. And I don't know if they're playing for a national championship if they make it last year. So uh, I'm just, I'm over it, man. I'm over the, 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 bashing of the college football playoff when it comes to Saban because he didn't get into 22. And I think Trey Wallace put it really, really well. He said he's not worried about 22. He's worried about yes. 2023 because if the schedule, which is somewhat tough for Alabama, if they do drop a game or two, he's trying to cover his own behind and make sure that Alabama doesn't get the short end of the stick again in 2023. I think it's a great way to put it from Trey Wallace.
2: Yeah, I just, I don't think that it's going to change anything. I, I still think it's going to be the same um it's the same thing if it plays out the same way despite I don't care what Nick Saban said
1: to Joe Klett they're not getting in with the same resume they're just not
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and and if college football goes the way we think it could with LSU we think is going to be good Ohio State Michigan still going to be good the ACC could be whatever you just never know what it's going to look like here yeah, in I mean, 2023 you, you've got
2: Three schools out of the Pac 12 who I think have a chance this year. Mm-hmm. You've got two, three schools out of the Big Ten that have a chance this year. FSU, maybe Clemson out of the ACC have a chance. And then you've got three teams out of the SEC that have a chance. Yep. The math doesn't add up for Alabama to drop two games in the regular season and still make it to a playoff.
1: I'm with you. Let's take a break. We'll get to the phone lines when we come back. 334 321 1390. Come on in and join us here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line.
11: Introducing Six Flags Plus, your pass to a whole year of unlimited visits with access to all Six Flags theme parks and water parks, plus priority entry, plus parking, plus in-park discounts on food and more, plus amazing rides and awesome events you don't want to miss. Get all you love about Six Flags, the new Six Flags Plus, all of Six Flags all year. Experience Six Flags Plus now for just $8.99 a month. See details at SixFlags.com. Difficult times remind us to take stock of what's most important. And as a farmer's agent, Tim Jones is here for you and your family when those moments arise. He can explain your insurance options so you can select coverage that fits your needs. Because he takes pride in being able to help you protect the things that matter most. Call Tim Jones at 334-826-6888 to learn more. We
9: are farmers.
11: Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck or fire insurance exchanges or affiliate. Products not available in every state.
0: ESPN 1067 is Auburn Opelika's home for live sports. What's going on, guys? This is Jacob Goins from
1: On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Here is your weekly live event minute for the Auburn Opelika Sports Leader ESPN 106.7. As the NBA season comes to a close, it's time for the 2023 NBA Draft. Tune in at 6 p.m. on Thursday night right here on ESPN 106.7 to hear who goes number one overall. Plus, hear all of the top prospects and where they end up. Coverage starts at 6 p.m. and the draft begins at 7 p.m. on Thursday this weekend. Tune in as two of the last three World Series champions face off in Los Angeles as the Dodgers host the Houston Astros. Coverage on Saturday begins at 5.30 p.m. Then tune in again on Sunday for Sunday Night Baseball between the Astros and the Dodgers beginning at 5 o'clock. All that coming up this week on ESPN 106.7 Auburn Opelika Sports Leader.
4: Auburn Networks LLC is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information about employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notifications of job vacancies with our stations, Please notify us at P.O. Box 950, Auburn, Alabama, 36831 or at info at aunetwork.com. You can also call 334-826-2929. Auburn Networks LLC is an equal opportunity
0: employer. You are on the line on ESPN 1067 call in at 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502.
1: Well, let's get to the phone lines once again. 334-321-1390. And Shane, you're on the line. Welcome in, man. What's up?
10: Hey, guys. I completely forget that I was on, on the line with you guys. Oh, okay. Um, well, <laughs> you, uh, would you still like to talk?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
10: definitely. Um, I... I you know, I'm, I'm lost now, but, um, well, yeah, we were, talking, it, but, we, were <laughs>
1: yeah. we were talking, uh, Nick Saban, cause he had some comments again about the playoff and not getting in last year. He's um, and, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much.
10: It's, 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 it's web, web you know, why burgers and French cross every, <laughs> every year it, It's something that try to get him, uh, you know, a little leg up. I mean, it, it's, it's smart on him, but it's a little tiring from gotta be the rest of the country. This guy's always complaining. It's, I mean, it's hard to complain when your complaint is like you're not getting into the college playoffs every year. That's your complaint. Yeah, you know, it's like once in once in you know eight years you're not getting. Right, you know, it's just. Come on now. Yeah. It. You didn't make it. There's so. a lot
1: there's a lot of programs that would love to have that argument of, "Oh, we didn't make it this year. Well, we'll just have to make it next year." <laughs> you know, right. like Yeah, yeah it's hey. it's it's certainly it's
2: it's tiring to to watch a coach try to basically make the argument that the game shouldn't matter as much as they are as much as they do, which I think it's the wrong way to move in college football.
10: Yeah. Hey, um, it, the new stadium, not stadium. Um, baseball, baseball, baseball park. Mm-hmm. park um, are there any more, you know, general admission tickets, like like seats, or is it just you know for for you know the, the spots that most most folks probably won't get to sit in?
2: I haven't, I haven't seen exactly how it affects capacity, but I would imagine with the way that the uh, once the green monster seating is done, that seems like it'll be extra opportunity for more um, general admission tickets because the, the Tiger Terrace is that way, uh, and apparently that green monster terrace area is going to be connected to the Tiger Terrace. So I would imagine there's going to be more uh, general admission tickets, but I don't have a concrete answer for you there.
1: So from Auburn but,
2: 247. But, but
10: no, seats. no more seats either, though, right? It's like th- th- that's, that's just another standing room only kind of area. There won't be any, yeah. any extra seats. I guess it could. For, it, for I mean, the
2: theoretically, some of your general admission seating, those people could get shuffled into the. the more premium seating that is happening, and you could see some open up as a result of the additional yeah, more uh, more select seating, I guess. Yeah,
10: you know, because I I'd really love to get some season tickets, but it's so hard because those are those are already yeah. pretty much mm-hmm. taken taken up. So, um, yeah. Uh, there's there's just no way to get see the tickets for for, for baseball or softball because softball yeah. has a l- very limited number mm-hmm. and those are those are just gone. I mean, yeah, and, and, their fans, one, yeah. Are gone. and their
1: fans, yeah, and their fans are very loyal too. And I mean, they they the crowds at at J&B Moore Field are always uh, extremely love it. extremely love loud too. Yeah, absolutely, it's a very very
10: fun park to be at. All right, guys. Any any, any more n- recruiting news?
1: Uh, not that I, not that I know of. Uh, we were talking a little uh, official visits with just the list of them, you know. But it seems yeah. like when it comes for visitors, uh, seems like Auburn's just about done. I think maybe uh, a couple of unofficial visits coming this weekend. But uh, as for official visits and commitments, I think it's going to be done for a little bit.
10: Okay. All right, guys. Well, I you know, appreciate you. it. I enjoy the show. Yep.
1: Appreciate the call, Shane. Always good to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you as well. Uh, this was from uh, Jason Caldwell's article on Auburn 247 uh, talking about the the top of the green monster. It's saying that those seats will be done in connection with the Tiger Terrace area down the third base line, and they will be general admission tickets. The Terrace and Green Monster areas are going to become one big area with the ability to move back and forth between the two. There will be two tiers on top of the Monster to allow better viewing areas and will be more of a concourse area instead of fixed seats. It will be ticketed with Tiger Terrace. So. Basically, it's going to be just like it is on Tiger Terrace. You buy the ticket, and you just find a spot and hang out. It's pretty much what it's going to be like. It's so far, that's what it seems to be uh, for the seating on top of the Green Monster, including the the club seats that they're adding back behind home plate and down the first baseline.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be – I'm really fascinated to see how it enhances the atmosphere in Plainson Park. I mean, it's obviously going to make it better. Uh, I just don't know um, – I don't I don't have a reference for how much better it's going to be uh but I'm but I'm excited man. It'll make it uh a really neat park, a really fun park that'll be um a lot of fun to go to and uh I got I got to make a, a couple more more trips uh over to Plainsman Park every year now.
1: Yeah, and, and and again, I can't I can't stress enough how how much fun it's going to be for not just Auburn fans and Jack brought up a good point about recruits, but just college baseball fans in general, right? Just college baseball fans who who go around and travel and see different SEC venues and see different college venues across the country. It's going to be a really, really fun spot for fans to be and, and put on their list of, hey, we got to go see Plainsman Park because this will all be done uh, by 2026. And it's going to look really, really good, man. And you're going to see a lot of opposing fans, whether Auburn's playing them or not, they are going to enjoy their experience even more at Plainsman Park than they have in the past.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. I think it's gonna. It's the the fact that Auburn is going to be what the first team to have a some sort of monster terrace area. I think it's going to be so cool and so unique. I'm glad they finally decided to do that. Something that just is not out there really very often in uh, many baseball parks in the country, and it's going to make Auburn so unique and different and separate auburn from other places i'm i'm excited about it oh yeah no doubt i can't wait man i really can't and i the hall of fame club looks unbelievable all of the additions look awesome uh, and
1: it seems like they're going to do it in that step process where you wouldn't think any of the seasons and the attendance during season would be affected by any of this. Yeah,
2: no, it sounds like they're starting here this next month on the Hall of Fame Club. That'll be done by the start of next season. Then the monster in that things will be done by the 25 season. Some other minor things I think with player uh, locker rooms and development areas will be expanded by Uh um, but, yeah, it's going to make, make Plainsman Park on
1: par with the rest of the top of the SEC. When we come back, we'll talk some college basketball news and update you on what's going on in Omaha with the College World Series. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything we've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Check out our new menu. Join us for lunch and dig into our mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like Tuscan chicken, Cajun Diaz, and angry gator tacos. Plus, free mozzarella logs if you get the loyalty app. Walk-On Sports Bistro 3041 Caps Way in Opelika. That's Walk-On Sports Bistro 3041 Caps Way in Opelika.
11: This just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are
3: 114-0. and 0.
11: Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help?
3: I hear y'all are undefeated.
11: Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. Oh,
3: man, that's the last thing I needed, a tree through the roof. Now I'm going to have to find someone to get the tree off the house and the roof fixed.
1: I hope your insurance covers this. I do, too do you actually know if
11: you're fully covered don't wait until it's too late after something happens to find out that you're underinsured the brown insurance agency is here to make sure that you understand your policy and that you and your family are protected call lance brown at the brown insurance agency at 334-758-0088 lance brown is located at 3051 frederick road in Opelika.
4: This is Doug Amos from the Max Roundtable inviting you to join me each weekday from 11 to 2 on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn and Opelika. On Mondays, I'm joined by Charlie Trotman. On Wednesdays, it's Zach Blackerby. And on Fridays, it's Jake Farmer. Tuesdays and Thursdays are reserved for a lot of fun with you. Hope you'll join us each weekday for the Max Roundtable.
0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. If you thinking, oh well, we really don't have a chance with you walking into that building, you're not a real fan, man. You're not crying in the end. You're not feeling that pain. Wake up and get up
11: with Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max.
0: Hi there, Keyshawn. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Robin? I just feel bad for you Lakers fans. You guys are in the five stages of prison. I liked you for a minute when you first called in. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Mornings 5 to 9 on ESPN 1067. You are on the line with Jacob Goetz and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader.
1: 30 more minutes here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. He's Carter Bird. I'm Jacob Goins with you on the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Let's get to the phone lines again, 334-321-1390. Terry, you're on the line. Welcome in, man. What's up?
8: Hey, guys. Let's let's talk about crybaby Nikki for a minute. Oh, boy. Close. I'm
1: sure uh, you would like love to. <laughs> hey,
8: look, look. What the man's done is unprecedented. Nobody can challenge that. But it's real easy to do it when you're recruiting. It's Gus Malzahn, who really didn't care about recruiting. Brian Harsin, who didn't care about anything.
1: I mean, when you're comparing Alabama to Auburn, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Saban, look, he took advantage of – look, Malzahn could recruit just not to Saban's level, and then at the end of it, he tailed off. uh, And and Saban absolutely took advantage of it, there's no doubt.
8: Look, guys, he came in here to Auburn and stole two great – High school football players and Ruben Foster and Rashad Evans,
0: mm-hmm.
8: right out of the city.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. Stolen. so
8: just took them away. And Corey Grant too. So, uh, look, this is, he when he mouths off like this. This is like this is why the, all of the country has Alabama burnout.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a good point. I mean the college football playoff has become a little. People are less enthusiastic. I think you're more enthusiastic going into this next year because you you got a shake up this past year. You got Michigan in there. You got um TCU in there. There was some fresh blood in the college football playoff. But when it was year after year of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. those three and and Clemson, it would just it got stale. And I think now you're you're getting to a point where maybe we're seeing the end of Nick Saban's tenure and maybe that spot that's typically you can write Alabama's name in with a pencil, maybe uh, you leave it blank and maybe you see what happens over the course of a year.
10: Well, I think they
8: got quarterback trouble when people realize. I really do. I'm we'll see. You. We'll see when see where it gets here. We don't know. But, I I mean, when you get a, when you have to go out and get somebody to transfer a portal and Alabama's been so successful for so long – you can't develop one. That's that's that's. You had guys like you know Tua and Matt Matt Jones and all and and, and all those guys, and, and you just I'm sorry. That's that's and you. Oh by the way, you're overlooking this, guys. The, the offensive coordinator, at Alabama, Tommy Reese, who came from Notre Dame. Yep. He thought so much of that guy, he went out and got the guy from Wake Forest to come to Notre Dame, right?
2: Well, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Tommy Reese, are you saying he went and got? Uh, what's his name? The weight quarterback to go to Notre Dame? Well, he he'd already left for Alabama,
8: right? I think I don't think he had with Carter. I think he was still there when he when he made the transfer. Hmm. I will do some. You have to look and see. I'd like to know that. i I d I've heard both sides of that actually, so I don't know. But look, this look, there's no doubt the man's been unprecedented and successful but like this. But when you see like you said, Carter, when you see Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State in the, every year, people get tired of Georgia people get tired of that.
1: They do, and, and one thing you have to remember, Terry, is the fact that we are about to see a 12-team playoff, right? So that will help tremendously with the, with the engagement, with the excitement of college football in the college football playoff. It's, it's going to generate a lot more energy uh, around college football in the playoff because you're going to see 12 teams in there now, and it will be some different teams, I think.
8: Well, if you want to transfer it to the NFL level, people are tired of seeing the Patriots win everything. So people are starting to pull against Tom Brady and the Patriots, quite honestly. Terry,
2: you, you are correct that I think Sam Hartman enrolled at Notre Dame on January 6th of this year. I think Tommy Grease left for Alabama in February. And if you recall, that February 3rd, the reason why that happened was Alabama struck out a time or two trying to get some people to come be the offensive coordinator. They went after the Washington O.C. and that guy said, you know what, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'll stay here with, with Pennix and the pac twelve and put up big numbers in twenty
8: twenty three. So that the opposite corner Alabama thought so much of that quarterback he went out and got another one.
2: It's a good point. It's a good point. I I have not, not heard anybody it. really uh discuss that, but hmm. it makes me wonder, I mean, what's the state of that Alabama quarterback room? I'm yeah. I'm starting to get the feeling. That they might just go Jalen Milrow and just let it ride and try to build a system around what he does well.
8: Well it is is what, and you're going to play three rounds, they might as well switch to Notre Dame box. Well, I mean, he, they, he runs the ball really I think
2: well. you're going to see Alabama really go back to the roots. Um smash mouth, run it down your throat mentality. Which is where Nick
1: Saban lives, and that's what he knows best. Which is why he won championships Mm -hmm. off of, and
2: then he he started getting those elite quarterbacks and those elite receivers all over the field. I don't think they have that right now, and I think you're going to see them uh, try to lean on the uh, run game a lot more than we've seen in recent years.
8: Now, do you guys really think that would work again? I mean, I know it worked the first time, but it works when you recruit against Malzahn and Harrison, and, and you know, whoever was Georgia. Who was George? I can't remember. Well, or you had Kirby Mark Redd
1: there for a while.
8: Mark Redd, yeah. So it worked there. So, I mean, I just, I just think in today's game, he's not going to work as well because, you know, you know, you guys, guys, you know, it's the transfer portal and everything's changed yeah they do they do
1: and look I don't hate I mean I'm not judging a team to go and get a quarterback in the portal Auburn had to do it because they were in they were in a terrible mm, situation but I'm with you and look I've said this once and I'll say it again I know we're in Auburn station I know we're talking about Auburn but I truly believe this Terry and all of our listeners I truly believe that Auburn got a better quarterback in Peyton Thorne than Alabama has on their roster right now.
10: Oh, I,
8: I yeah, I'm with you there, Jacob. I'm with you a hundred percent. I think Jacob I think Thorne is way better than anybody Alabama's got. Now, is the talent running gonna be as good? No. But I think Peyton Thorne is better than anybody Alabama's got, quite honestly.
1: Which is something you have to remember when when you see right. Auburn on the field this fall. And look, I I'm not saying Peyton Thorne's gonna be just lighted up, be number one overall pick in the draft next year, but uh, I just think he's got the experience and he's got he's got some things that Auburn hasn't had in a quarterback altogether in a long, long time.
8: And make no mistake about it, guys. Let me say this: I'm not putting down the guys at Auburn. I just don't think Auburn's as talented as Alabama yet around the yep. quarterback position. I don't. I, just, don't. I don't. That's just the facts, Terry. I don't want my taking me the wrong way. So, Terry, Great, I you Terry, a good day. I,
2: I think we're going to see this year. You're going to see um, everybody get really f- familiar with uh, Jalen Milrow and the mm-hmm. run game and the following four names: Jam Miller. Uh, Roydell Williams, Justice Haynes, and the last one being Jace M- McClellan. All four of those guys were kind of top 80 players in the country, four star running backs. I think the uh incoming freshman, uh, is it Jam, Jam Miller? No, it's um, Justice Haynes. He was a five star, but they're gonna lean on those four guys and M- Milrow. and they're gonna. I think that we're gonna see an Alabama team this year for the first time in a little while now, try to run for 300 yards a game every game. But
8: well, they better lean on the offensive line a little bit, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And I, I think yeah. that offensive line, there were a couple years there where it got a little rough. I think it's getting a little bit better. They've, they had a couple good signing classes in a row with really talented offensive linemen, and I think you're probably going to start to see the, the uh, fruits of that bear
8: out here over 2023. Don't make no mistake about guys. I hope they lose every game. Have a good
1: day. <laughs> appreciate the call, <laughs> Terry. The call. That is Terry joining us on the phone lines, 334-321-1390. Uh, the phone line's still open if you want to give us a call. Uh, we'd love for your, uh, for your opinion as well, 334-321-1390. Did I pick up on that, that you are predicting Milrow to be the starting quarterback for Alabama 2023? I'm starting to feel that way, yeah. He starts game one?
2: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, think, I think Milrow might, might be the guy. It's just
1: hard for me, and I'm and, not saying it can't happen. I'm but. not.
2: I'm not saying that is like a, this should inspire a lot of confidence in Alabama fans. I just think that I think Ty Simpson has turned out to be a dud uh, at Alabama, and I, I I think that that was that has turned out to be a bust. Kind of like uh, who is the who is the kid who came in the five star that went to like 15 different schools? Wasn't he from like Ohio? Wouldn't it? T- Tate Martell
10: was. Oh, you're thinking happen? of Tate Martell? I, yeah, I, yeah, it, yeah. It, it
2: reminds me of him, and it reminds me of the the guy who started at Alabama. That f- first game, it's the, it was that game that they found Jalen Hurts when they rotated through like three, four quarterbacks in their opening game. They they won the game because they were Alabama and they were playing like either FSU after the game that Francois towards ACL. Oh, yeah, and Alabama just rolled a bad Louisville team yep. and they couldn't find a quarterback that they liked and stumbled into Jalen Hurts in his freshman year. Um I think you've got a situation like that where I think they might just go with the the most conservative and easiest way to protect the most wins on their schedule. I think it's probably McClellan and saying, hey, we're going to – or uh, Milroe saying, we're going to run the ball for 300, 350 yards a game. And if that's and, what they
1: do, then maybe. But uh, but my thing is, I don't know if they trust Milroe, But if they go with that route, then you don't necessarily have to trust him throwing the ball. Um, you have
2: to, he doesn't have to throw it as much. I think he right. will have to throw it, yes. But I, just, uh, I think the combination of I don't think you have the same level of quarterback that you have had – over the course of the past several years. Uh, and then you look. It, oh, it was. I think it was that Southern Cow game in uh, oh, 2016 the is the one game. that I am thinking of where Blake Barnett, that's who I'm thinking of. There you go. Uh, but uh, you saw three quarterbacks go in that game Cooper Bateman, Blake Barnett, and Blake they found, Barnett. They found Jalen Hurts as he was the third quarterback to go in. Yeah. But I think that. You can make life easier on the quarterback position, but when you don't have a high-level talent, and elite talent at the quarterback position, and you don't have that X factor, that difference maker, out wide on the per- perimeter at receiver, I think you're going to see this Alabama team go back to the basics of the Saban dynasty and say, okay, we're going to get really big, and we're going to run it down your throat.
1: Can you stop us? It's just hard for me to, in today's game of college football college sports really it's hard for me and I'm not saying it can't happen I'm not saying it won't happen I'm just saying it's really hard for me to to fathom and really believe that take Alabama for example take Auburn for example they're in the same boat here you have question marks in the quarterback room right Mm -hmm. you have you have talent but you have questions and so you go to the transfer portal and you get a guy who has played college ball has experience and has some pretty reasonable numbers. It's hard for me, unless he comes in and just doesn't perform and somebody really just takes a step up and beats him out in in the quarterback battle, it's hard for me to think that when you go and get a transfer quarterback who is clearly better than everybody else in the room, it's hard for me to believe that he will not get the starting job versus somebody else that's already been on the roster. I look at Klubnick at Alabama, and I look at Peyton Thorne for Auburn. And I think Auburn's in a much better spot when it comes to Peyton Thorne because I think he's the best guy in the room. I don't think it's close. When it comes to Columbia at Alabama, he's solid. But the fact that we're having a conversation about the fact that Milroe could be the starter, I think it raises some questions about what's going on at Tuscaloosa.
2: Yeah, I, I, just, I don't think that they wanted Ty Simpson, I think. This is all my opinion. I think they wanted Ty Simpson to be the guy. And then I think Ty Simpson showed them over the course of the spring that he was not that guy. And he, I mean, he clearly wasn't ready last year when they turned it over to Milrow after Bryce Young got banged
1: up. And so
2: that's why they go get a Tyler Buckner.
1: Tyler Buckner doesn't... Or Buckner. In- I, was say, I was saying clubbing. My apologies. I was saying clubbing. <laughs> My bad. Buckner. That's what I meant. Buckner does not exactly
2: inspire a lot of fear in me if I am an opposing defensive coordinator could he be awesome sure but I think right now I mean Milrow has a pretty similar level of experience as Buckner I believe I don't think Buckner is as experienced as, as he gets credit for He's played in he's thrown 118 passes in his college career
1: Milrow? No, that's that's Buckner. Okay. I was um, like, "Wait a minute."
2: I don't think Milrow has thrown that many fewer. He's thrown 60. I mean, he's thrown half. He's also run the ball 46 times, uh, which in comparison, Buckner actually ran the ball 82 times at Notre Dame across two seasons. Wow. I, I don't think he I don't think I realized that he was that active on the ground.
1: And I don't think if he plays at Alabama, I don't think he will. Be. But
2: but we aren't talking about this. We aren't talking about the Robbie Ashford to Peyton Thorne chasm of experience. I'm with you. It's seven yeah, I games agree. To 30 games. We're talking about 60 pass attempts and 40 rush attempts difference. It's not that different in terms of experience. So like when a lot of people, I think, when Tyler Buckner committed to Alabama, it was like, ah, oh, like Alabama's going out and getting an experienced
1: option. He's not all that experienced. Let's be real here. He's just not. And his numbers don't blow you away from Notre Dame. Like nope. They're, not, they're not the best thing you've ever seen. Let's just be real.
2: Not at all. I mean, he was in 2021, 21 of 35, 60%, 298, three touchdowns, three picks. 2022... 46 of 83, 55.4 percent, 651 yards, three touchdowns, five interceptions. And he ran across those two seasons 82 times for 459 yards and seven touchdowns. So he has some mobility to him. I don't think I realized how mobile he was, but the passing stats aren't they aren't good. And you're coming into a conference with a lot where you're going you're to see a lot better defenses. Than what you see on Notre Dame's schedule week in and week out. Uh, yes, you will have more talent at the skill position, but I'm—I mean, I'm—he's not, not going to be a guy I don't think that comes out here and throws for three thousand yards like we've become accustomed to in recent years at Alabama. If he's the guy, if he's the guy at all, and if it's Milroe, I mean, I look at Milroe being like a twenty-two hundred yard passer. Eight hundred to thousand yard rusher for him. That's kind of what what just that's just off the top of my head. Kind of what what I could see happening.
1: But on the flip side, if you're if you're gonna you know look at at Buckner's numbers, you have to look at Peyton Thorne, Where last year his numbers were not great. Twenty twenty one was where Peyton Thorne shined at Michigan State, uh, Auburn's transfer quarterback. And so it, you have to look at the entire picture. And I'm not saying you weren't. I'm just saying to look at both sides here. I still believe Auburn got the better quarterback, man. I believe it. I truly believe it. If posts the exact same numbers he posted
2: last year, it'd be a top five season in Auburn quarterbacking history. If he does the average of 2021 and 2022, it'll be like the second best season ever at Auburn. If he he replicates 2021, it's the best season (laughs) that Auburn's ever had at the quarterback position besides Cam Newton. Right. Besides Cam Newton, because Cam Newton is this, like, anomaly, it would be the best the statistical season that an Auburn quarterback has ever had.
1: And I think that's why there's not a quarterback battle in Auburn, Alabama, and there is a quarterback battle up in Tuscaloosa. Let's take our final break. We'll come back, wrap it up here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7.
3: This is not a drill. Right now, when you order Domino's online, everything on the menu is 20% off. Pizzas, 20% off. Specialty pizzas like the Honolulu Hawaiian, 20% off. Anything that's not pizza, say delicious stuffed cheesy bread or mouthwatering wings, you know the drill, except it's not a drill. When you order online, everything is 20% off. Wait for it, only a Domino's. You must select this limited time offer. Minimum purchase required for delivery. Prices, participation, delivery, and charges may vary online only. Discount based off the mini price of your order.
4: Yellowwood knows that a five-star backyard is the place to make lasting memories. Like cookouts, um, cornhole with friends. Ooh, a neighborhood potluck with your wife's pasta salad. The one with the feta. Oh, sorry. Or taking a nap on your deck in a hammock. Naps are memories. Mm, I love naps. For five-star backyards and the most memorable experiences, Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have that yellow tag,
6: you don't want it. Did you know that electrical fires cause over 51,000 home fires in the U.S. each year? And in Alabama, electrical issues contribute to 10% of residential fires. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is committed to protecting you and your loved ones from electrical hazards. Our expert electricians will perform a thorough inspection, ensuring your home is up to code and free from potential risks. Call Dixie today and sleep soundly knowing that your home is safe. Remember, electrical safety starts with you. License number 15033. The Edward Via College of Osteopathic
4: Medicine in Auburn is dedicated to its mission of transforming medical students into caring, compassionate physicians. VCOM partners with Auburn University for student activities, shared learning experiences, and research opportunities. Students are instructed in a hands on learning environment by outstanding faculty members that are dedicated to student success. VCOM is working to improve the health of Alabama's citizens by increasing the number of primary care physicians throughout the state, especially in rural and underserved
11: areas. Find out more at vcom.edu.
3: It's been said that when
5: someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The Parkinson's Foundation knows that the disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care
3: for them. If you have questions, the Parkinson's Foundation has answers. We can help you understand the disease. And give you tips for living a better life. Find your answers at Parkinson.org or call 1-800-473-4636. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better Better lives together.
0: You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app.
1: Alright, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm depressed. <laughs> I really <laughs> am. I'm depressed, man. The Celtics. If look, you're if you're a
2: regular listener, you know. Um Jacob is a Celtics fan, and they just traded Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers and, in return, got Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah,
1: Kristaps Porzingis. Had fun with that,
2: buddy. Yeah, the—oh, <laughs>
1: dude. How are you going to feel when he tears his ACL in the first week? whatever I don't expect him to be an impact anyway uh Celtics fans have wanted they've been some Celtics fans have been calling for the trade of Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart and I think either one of that is ridiculous the fact that you want to break up the big three of I can get
2: behind Jalen
1: Brown not yet if you do it strategically not yet Marcus
2: Smart I think is love him in his high moments uh you got to accept also his bad moments that
1: are really bad uh he feels Boston to me. He does. Yeah, he does. And, and here's my thing on Jalen Brown. I'm not ready yet. I think they have one more run before you decide. Okay. B- I think you but have can't one more run. With his left hand. I know. I know. It's bad. I know. He's look. Him and I have that in common. I was. I was a right hand man. I can't dribble with my left hand to save my life. Right hand crossover is nasty. Left hand. It's nothing. It's non-existent. But. I do think you have one more year with Jalen Brown where you could use him and try to get back to the finals, and after that, if it doesn't work out, then he still has high trade value.
2: Surely uh, the Celtics are going to negotiate something where they don't have to take on all of Porzingis' $36 million player
1: option for next year. Oh, my God. What? Porzingis would opt into his $36 million for 2023-2024 to make potential trade happen, but, oh, my dude, no way. No way. Well, that's it. That's have, it.
2: Is You have a Is Blake Griffin still on the team for next year?
1: As far as I know.
2: You just have like guys who are past their prime due to injury that are big names that may get some ticket sales. That's <laughs> fine.
1: What a terrible what a terrible way to end the show with the news of the Celtics trading for Kristaps Porzingis. Shout
2: out Lance Dahl. It happened to somebody else's basketball yeah. team, not just yours.
1: Man, that's unfortunate. Well, if you missed any of this conversation or any else of the show today, uh, be sure to go and catch the podcast ESPNAU.com or just... Um, or uh, just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it'll be uploaded commercial-free right after the show today. Uh, you can do that. Again, we talked a lot of recruiting. We talked Auburn baseball. We talked Auburn football recruiting. Uh, we had Jack Cudden call in. We had some great phone calls as well. Uh, so Again, if you missed any of the show, be sure to catch the podcast ESPNAU.com. Uh, and then, yeah, tomorrow we have Lindsey Crosby coming in for the first hour. We'll have Chris Gordy of Locked on SCC He'll be joining us Uh, on the phone lines as well. So we'll give you some updates from Omaha. We got this game going on right now. And then um, uh, at that point, It should be a great show tomorrow. we got a lot to talk about, so be sure you tune in 2 to 4 right here on ESPN 1067, ESPNAU.com, and the ESPN 1067 app. Stay tuned to Drive with Bill Cameron, Dan Peck, live from Franklin Tire & Auto. They'll be live here on ESPN 1067, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Until tomorrow, 2 to 4, right here on ESPN 1067. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.
0: This is Clay McCall here from University Ace Hardware. I've lived in the